Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. A program born out of the farm crisis of the 1980s is still working in Minnesota today to help farmers navigate challenging situations. The Farm Advocate Program is available through the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. It connects farmers who may be facing financial crisis or difficulties as a result of natural disaster with experts who have experience in dealing with challenging farm situations. Steve Zank of Danube is one of Minnesota's farm advocates. The, the program was put together in the in the mid '80s, uh, uh, where a group of uh, um, it, it, at that time they were largely farmers who had been through some of the difficult times uh, were gathered um, back in the in the late '80s is when or mid '80s is when we really were in a farm crisis as far as financials and people were going through you know if you do um any historical kinds of things there was a lot of farmland that went back to lenders at most times uh, we had kind of an economic collapse and the land values went down and all of a sudden when the land values went down um from the early 80s they uh then uh people had borrowed on this expensive land and all of a sudden their land was not worth what they thought it was and then balance sheets became questionable and people had bad loans that four or five years before that didn't. And out of that farm crisis, uh, the uh, the advocate program was developed through the state of Minnesota. And it was at that time, like I said, a lot of uh, farmers who had been through difficult times. And they were there to share their expertise with people that were going through uh, um, this tough time. And at that time, there were about 30 advocates across the state that help farmers navigate uh, the mediation process we have in Minnesota and into uh, into re- either debt restructure or foreclosure or all of those difficult things that they had to do. And uh, so that program has been maintained over the years. Now we're down to right now, currently we have nine advocates across the state. Um, and uh, some of those original folks have retired and we brought some new folks in i was actually one of the new generation that was brought in six years ago um uh to come in and and to help um as people would you know they some of those folks are uh just have been doing it long enough and they're getting up in age where they just don't want to do the work anymore and it's a part-time job it's not a full-time position or anything and it's kind of as needed um and our job is to help farms deal with uh um those difficult times uh, that farms face. And a lot of times that's financial. Um, you know, we talk about dealing with farms in crisis. Well, we're here to help with crisis, but, you know, crisis can be a very personal thing. It can be, um, you know, having having trouble with a lender and, and be asked or be offered mediation, which is a track towards foreclosure if you don't do anything. Um, or it could be, um, farm transfer issues. It could be recovering from a natural uh, disaster. Uh, you know, we've, I know we've had advocates work with people who had, uh, who were, uh, from tornadoes and things, and they've had their farm places, uh, destroyed. I, I know personally, I've worked with, uh, families where there's been an unexpected death 
and uh, a farmer was killed in an accident or taken. I worked with one where the farmer died from COVID and got sick, and, and within a week he was gone. And I worked with a farm family to deal with. All of a sudden, the farm changed dramatically, and that was definitely a crisis for that family. And so they called me to help, and I could, did what I could to help them. Um, so that's what we're here for. We're here to help farmers get through those difficult times when there's nobody else to talk to. And sometimes we might be just somebody to visit with. And like I said, there's currently nine of us. I know we probably have got at least one more fellow that's coming on, but I don't think he signed a contract yet, so I can't release his name. <laughs> so how was it that you got involved, Steve? Well, I got involved with it because I had been a farm business management instructor for Ridgewater College for just about 30 years. And so I work with farmers. Um, that's an ongoing program, the, you know, for uh, existing farms. And I helped with record keeping and business analysis and cash flow projections and that kind of work. And I worked with uh, about 50 families each year that were enrolled in my program. And I was able to retire back in, uh, um, in 2016 from the college. And I was still farming a little bit and doing some private consulting. And But the uh, some good folks from the state called and asked if I'd be interested in this job. And, and it's very flexible. It works with um, my calendar. And so I said, sure. And I, I'm, I'm very happy to help any way I can. It's very rewarding uh, work, yeah, very interesting work. Uh, I worked with a lot of different types of operations already. I did as a farm management instructor, but here I'm seeing even a little more diversity as to different things that work and some things that don't. And, you know, I've worked with a couple of families that had ideas as to how they wanted to start an operation. And I did some basic um, cash flow work and projection work. And, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes we're the one that might have uh, be the one who pops a bubble, you know, or so. Um, I feel bad about that sometimes, but better that than them getting set up and losing all kinds of money on something. Um, so I get involved with it. Like I said, I've been involved with it just about six years now. And it's been uh, um, a, a really good experience. And, and you know, I, I've had the record keeping and FinPAC and cash flow and kinds of projection work that I can pretty much come right into this. And I understand I've helped students go through mediation. So I kind of knew how that process all went. So, um, so I'm still learning, but here I'm, I'm, we're here to advocate for the farmer, um, you know, as much as common sense will allow us to do. And I imagine this can be a challenging thing for you as well, because I'm sure you get in the midst of some interesting situations and probably some very difficult situations in farm families that that they're going through and, and working on their behalf uh, probably is a, you know, a challenging, but also a very meaningful part of uh, what you do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it can be very rewarding. It's an interesting work. Uh, you get a family through a difficult time, be it a mediation, and but you get a restructured plan that goes through, and a new uh, with a current lender or a new lender, and we get things straightened out so they can continue farming. Uh, that's a really good feeling to have. Um, that you know that they and and we can do that. I would say probably about seventy percent of the time we can continue the farm on. Um, 
and we don't, uh, you know, there are times though that there isn't a plan there, you know, um, we, that's what we say anyway, you know, we go through a cash flow and, and fortunately with the, the prices that we've been dealing with in the last year and a half here, that's really kind of slowed down just to a trickle. But before that, I mean, I've sat there with a family and I said, you know, there's no real way we could continue farming currently the way you're doing it. We're going to have to make some major changes. And that's a tough conversation to have. You know, um, you know, there's there's a few tears in this business, too. Sometimes I I, I, um, I'm empathetic with the folks. I understand how hard it is to change sometimes, sometimes. And um, but we can't, you know, you can't expect different results if you keep doing the exact same thing. So when folks are dealing with a, a challenging situation, when is a good time to, to pick up the phone and give an advocate a call? When, you know, when should they, uh, you know, consider perhaps that it's some outside perspective, some outside help might be beneficial? Well, before they, you know, a lot of times we get called after the mediation notices come and that's fine, but it would, you know, you, the mediation I mean, that'll get people shook just that alone because depending on how the, the, uh, the lender chooses to do that, they can send that certified mail, they can send that regular mail, or they can have that served by a server, or they can have the, uh, a sheriff's deputy bring that out and hand that to you. And that can get people pretty shook. And when that happens, then they should definitely pick up the phone and call an advocate. Um, if they sense they're in trouble before they get any kind of notification, you know, if, uh, they sense that things aren't, you know, boy, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to pay my operating loan back. And what's my plan if I don't, you know, um, that's typically what we see. Um, you know, we, the, there's the scenario that I, that we just, we had a meeting last week with the advocates all got together first time in about five or six, four or five years, we were able to get everybody together, you know, with COVID, it kind of messed everything up. And uh, the typical scenario that we see is someone can't pay their operating loan back and they're cross collateralized at the lender. And I understand why the lenders do that to protect themselves. And that's very reasonable. But when they can't pay their operating loan back, the operating loan is called and they want the lender wants the operating loan back and because everything's cross collateralized that might also involve bringing calling the machinery loan and the real estate loan all due at the same time they basically the lender says we want our money and we want out and that's where and they could be current on the machinery and current on the real estate and those notes still can be called and people are shocked to find that out but no that's how that works um, their demand notes and, and they, the lender can usually just say, we want our money and you've got so many days to come up with a plan either to show them how they can restructure that debt or find another lender to pay them off or liquidate the operation. I mean, those are your choices. And, uh, that can be a, like I said, a difficult conversation to have. So if they sense that there's, they're having financial problems, that's a good time to pick up the phone and call the lender. Uh, or call the media, or excuse me, call the advocate, because we don't cost anything. Here's the beauty of this: the state of Minnesota 
<laughs> I know people are skeptical about government employees, but we're actually contractors with the, with the state of Minnesota Department of Ag. Uh, we're not direct employees. We are contractors, but we're here to help. And the state pays for our time. So it doesn't cost the farmer anything to use an advocate. We're just here to help. And what's the best way for folks to connect with you? How do you uh, how do they find uh, you know the resource that uh, obviously has been made available to them? Well, they can. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to go on to the Department of Ag website and just put "advocate" in the search, and it'll bring up the whole list of advocates we have across the state. Or you could go in and on. Um, you know, pretty much everybody do it can do that. Um, you can. Uh, um, if you even Google Minnesota Farm Advocates, that list should come up too. Just on a straight Google search, Minnesota Farm Advocates. And uh, there should be a list of the nine of us there. And then just pick the one you want and give them a call. Um, you know, sometimes with all the junk phone calls we get, I don't answer every call because if it's out of the area. But you just leave a message and I'll call you right back. Um and I think a lot of us are like that. Leave a message and we'll call you right back or when we got time and we'll get back to you within a, you know, for sure a day. And we can set up a time to visit and, and understand all of us have been through the mill on these things. We have seen, you know, we've not necessarily seen your exact situation, but I'll bet we almost have seen something like it. Um, although you never know. There's always that one where you go, well, I never saw this before. <laughs> Right. But I, I'm, I'm guessing that, too, you would recommend before, uh, you know, folks get in, into, you know, dire situations. And I know, you know, farmers tend to be pretty independent and uh, try to pull themselves up by the bootstraps that it, it doesn't hurt anything to give an advocate a call and help uh, navigate through some potentially challenging times. Exactly. We can, you know, and we're not, you know, we're not going to judge or, or tell you, you know, but it's just some of it is many cases people know what's going on. They know what they need to do. They just need someone to reinforce that or someone to talk to about it. Um, you know, I, and I get like, I, we visited a little bit before I, you know, I do get a, a fair number of calls with uh, a family member saying, how do I deal with my, my siblings? My mom, our mom and dad passed away and now I own land with my siblings. And my siblings think it's worth a lot more than I think it's worth. Or I just simply cannot afford to pay them off what they think they could sell it for at an auction, which is kind of where we're at now. Um, you know, there was some land sold in our county for the last week. I believe it's the highest price ever sold it for. Uh, and that's scaring people. We see those kinds of numbers. And if you've got to pay off your sisters and brothers for some land that you've all inherited together, um, I mean, that can be a tough thing to do, and in some cases, it's the end of the farming operation if you can't. Um, there's no easy answers there, but at least you got somebody to talk to, and maybe some strategies, you, uh, you know, we can help you put together. Um, that's probably the toughest cases I face are those. don't know, you know, there's limited what we can do, but we can sure try. 
Well, thank you for what you do there, Steve. I'm sure that's a uh, a program that, again, you're you're stepping into often messy situations. But uh, I appreciate what you do, and appreciate that the program is there and available for Minnesota farmers. Well, I think you know we've got a very supportive commissioner right now. Uh, Tom Peterson is just terrific, and he's been uh, he met with us as a group of advocates, and that, you know we really appreciate that. You know he he he's. Uh, um, you know, we're, this is one of those programs. I know people are so skeptical about the government helping you, but believe it or not, this is one of those things that's here to help. And we do it confidentially. You know, no one needs to know that you talk to us. You're not obligated to take our, <laughs> take our uh, advice. If you don't like it, <laughs> just tell us to go home and we won't bother you again. I, you know, I say that with every family I sit down with. If you don't like what I tell you, just tell me to go home and I'll never bother you again. You know, um, because sometimes it can be hard things to say. I mean, I've had to face some stuff and tell people, well, I don't know how you're going to be able to continue farming. And that's a tough conversation to have. But in the same way, there's a lot of times if we say, well, if we do this and this and this, we can make this work and you'll be better off than where you are now. And so that can happen. And like I said, that's the majority of times we're able to come up with a solution. Um, it just can be so overwhelming. Of all of a sudden you find out you're in mediation and you go, why don't, you know, what can, what do we have to do? What can we, you know, you can panic and, you know. And one other thing I'll add is that sometimes you, it's okay to call an advocate because you think you're in trouble versus you know you're in trouble. I've had, I, I visited with one fellow who was so upset. He was so worried that he was in financial problems. And once we sat down and talked about it, he had just got himself all worked up that he was in financial problem. And he really wasn't. Uh, he didn't know he was in financial problem. He just thought he was. And he had gotten himself, you know, he's out by himself, but he got himself really worked up that how could this work? And when we sat down and crunched the numbers, he was going to be fine. But, you know, like I said, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to about this, especially if you're out there by yourself or you don't feel comfortable talking to your spouse about it or whatever. Well, you know, we'll sit and visit with you about that stuff and we can see if there's a problem there or not. Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast. For other podcasts, be sure to visit linderfarmnetwork.com and tune into your local LFN affiliates for the latest in farm news and market information. The Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. <music>